This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Thank you.
is now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Kia ora everyone, and we are here today with Emma Sinem, a poet, singer-songwriter from Wellington, and I'm really excited to talk to her today. Kia ora, Emma. Uh, kia ora, thank you for having me. Um, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, kia ora everyone, my name is Emma and I am an Auckland-born, Wellington-based poet, writer and student. Um, I'm in my fifth year of law, creative writing and English literature at Victoria University of Wellington and I really love writing and ultimately I'm trying to make it as a writer right now. Um, for me that has meant performing slam poetry, submitting short stories and writing to different places and I'm currently writing a book of essays so yeah that's me that's where I'm at right now. That's amazing you must be really busy um, being a student and also um, working your way towards being a writer and doing all the other side things you do. Um, yes it is quite busy but I like being busy I'm the kind of person who I struggle to not be busy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so the last time I saw you was during um, A Clear Dawn a launch. It's a book uh, on Asian New Zealand poetry and um, stories. Um, that's when I got to know that, you know, you have your own special cultural identity and, you know, you have your belonging story in New Zealand. Do you mind sharing that part of you with us? Uh, yeah, of course. So... I have a bit of a complicated racial identity in part because my story is a little bit complicated. On my dad's side, I'm a fourth generation Chinese New Zealander. So I have a history with the market gardeners and the gold miners, the early Chinese immigrants in Aotearoa. But at the same time, my father was adopted, which means that history, which is mine, is also not mine, which is obviously very confusing and makes it very difficult to trace my whakapapa back because I don't really know where I came from on that side. My mum is from Malaysia and her parents were from China. And with all of this combined, I feel conflicted in adopting a specific country as an identity because most likely my ethnicity is Chinese, but my neither of my parents are directly from China. It's generations back it doesn't really feel right for me or fitting. Malaysia was just a one-stop generation for my mum. And I just have always seen myself as a Kiwi. And of course I am, but in recent years, I've really begun to embrace my identity as an Asian New Zealander because I think, you know, our whakapapa, our story, our ethnicities are important in who we are because partially because of how we're treated, but also because of our cultural upbringings. So I'm at a point now where I'm really happy to be Asian and be a part of the Asian community because I think it's so important to see people of different voices and different faces represented and I'm really happy to be able to be part of that movement and we're seeing so many amazing Asian writers, Asian artists and it's really just a privilege to be making art at a time when so many incredible Asian artists are also doing that. Mm. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it must have been a journey for you to, you know, get to know yourself and um, be at a place where you are comfortable in your own skin and actually talk about it um, with other people and write about it. Uh, yes, it's definitely been a very long journey. I used to be very angry when I was 13 and 14. I was very angry about racism, about 
the fact that I didn't feel accepted as a New Zealander in my own country, that used to eat away at me. And every day, all I could think about was how I wanted to just be seen for who I wanted to be seen as, as opposed to being seen for the color of my skin. And I think I had to actually stop caring and push that away for several years until I could come back to that at university, but from a different angle. This time, yes, I still have the fire and the anger, but I also have the community and the beauty. And it's different now because I've spent several years analyzing my identity and why that matters to me. And I feel like I've come to a much better place with it now. Although, of course, it's still a journey and that might still change. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I'm also really interested to hear your journey through your passions in arts. Um, has it always occurred to you that you love writing, you loved um, that pathway? Yes, always. I knew I wanted to be a writer since I was five. And of course, being a child, I wanted to be lots of things. I wanted to be a zookeeper and a musician and a scientist and a doctor and an astronaut, like all the usual dreams. But I always came back to writing because I really love words. I just think words are beautiful. I think stories are beautiful. I think that being able to arrange words in a beautiful way to tell people how you feel and to tell them a story or to make a difficult idea palatable to somebody by telling it in an accessible way I think it's a really incredible thing. I love doing it. I wouldn't write if I didn't love writing. Like I, that's where I get my sense of flow, my sense of grounding. It's something, a mental process that I love. But I suppose I'm just, I've always been in love with stories and it's just always made sense to me that that's what I want to do. When did you really start um knowing you know um it must have been a journey um throughout your life um but did you go into any classes or did you meet anyone that inspired you um i did ib at high school which is international baccalaureate which is kind of like an alternative to nca in cambridge and in the english literature course we study a lot of poets and writers from different countries i think whilst I love English as a subject, the fact that it's taught quite limitedly is a bit of a turnoff for a lot of people. I think that people associate English literature with sort of old white male writers when actually there's so much beyond that. I think reading authors like Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie from Nigeria or Wyszlawa Zimborska from Poland these writers made me realize that you can tell identity stories, you can tell different stories in, in an incredible way. And that inspired me to study English literature university. And I also took the creative writing courses. And in my second year, I think is when I really realized, oh, I actually want to actively work towards this goal of becoming a writer. That was because in my first creative writing workshop, I was surrounded by people who also wanted to be writers and all we did in class was was write and read each other's writing and talk about that. And I just realized this is what I want to do, definitely. Like this is, in that class, I was the happiest and most authentic self that I could be. I just felt like I was in my element and I realized that there was no, I couldn't, I couldn't not pursue that. And at the same time, I was getting into the slam poetry scene in Wellington and loving it and it all just sort of started to fit together. And from there, I've just started working more and more to try and make this happen. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what kind of um, stories and poems do you write about? Um, I'm currently writing a lot about identity and heritage and race, so kind of what we've been talking about. I wrote my first novel about heritage and race and adoption and about that lack of knowledge of self coming from a lack of whakapapa. And I'm, I've, I wanted to be done with this topic and talk about something else. I wanted to talk about love or sexuality, but I ended up coming back to this topic simply because I realized that the novel wasn't really working as a novel. So now I'm turning it into essays. So now I'm examining all this identity stuff once again, but I feel like it's a lot clearer and easier to write now because I've had all this time to think about it. And it's, it's all, all the ideas have matured a little bit. And yeah, I think, I think writing is a really great way to get to know yourself and writing about how you feel and who you are. So I definitely write a lot about what it means to be a person and however that feels. I write a lot about the body, about the human body and about the way it moves and folds. And I think it's just super interesting. Um, I also write a lot about faith. I write a lot about God and I write a lot about how God intersects with the modern world and about how God has a part in our lives. So, yeah, I'd say that those are probably my main themes that I write about. That's really interesting. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm sure your poetry, they grow with you. Like, they, um, like they ev- there is that evaluation, um, evolutions are evolution with um, your growth and the things you write about, it's, um, it follows you and it changes over time. Um, but, you know, it's still you. It's amazing how, um, you know, how those topics can um just change over time and but still means the same thing you know yeah mm. absolutely mm. i think it's it's really interesting seeing how your writing changes as you age i think a very common thing with the writers is looking back at something you wrote a year or two ago and thinking this is terrible i hate this <laughs> and i mean it probably isn't that bad it's just you're in a different place now and that's okay yeah exactly um what do you think about the people of color in the arts these days? Do you think that, um, you know, there is a lot of people out there or does it is there still work needs to be done? I mean, I definitely still think there's work that needs to be done in the sense that, yes, we have a strong movement now, but it's, it's still tiny in, in the face of history with all of the... and the massive predominance of white artists in the western world for a very long time but definitely we're seeing an incredible resurgence of poc art and artists and i think that they're amazing like um there even even in new zealand we have so many incredible poc artists we have a, a lot of amazing asian writers we, like you know like chris Teese and rose Liu and nina minga powells we have the actors that are really making it big on the big screen right now like Lana Condor and Stephanie Sue and even with the new movie everything everywhere all at once it's I don't know if you've seen it but it's incredible and I'd recommend it to everyone but I think we definitely see a lot of Asian cinema becoming big right now or bands like BTS or artists like Olivia Rodrigo and, and Mitski I think it's yeah we've got a lot of Asian artists we've got heaps of 
you know, black artists make up becoming really, really big in pop music, which is awesome to see. And even in, in Aotearoa, we have way more like Maori and Pacifica artists, which are huge. And it just makes me really happy to see this diversity in the arts. I think it's so much more interesting as well because we're getting different stories and different cultures. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. Mm. Is there a community or like an association or something that you guys are all part of that we can, you know, get to know people? There are a few group chats and a few Facebook pages. There's an Asian artists in Aotearoa uh, group. There's also a Poneke Asian writers group chat. And I once met up with a bunch of them and had Yamcha and talked about writing. And that was really cool. Yeah, I'd say because it's still small enough that there is that community feel and that support. And I think the community in a clear dawn was definitely a part of that to see all these Asian writers brought together, similar with the out here, the collection of gay writers. And I think, I just think any kind of community like that is really positive because it gives people a way to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And especially as um, people of color writers, um, it can feel quite isolating when you don't have like a community supporting you and um, getting to know their work. And, you know, it's always nice to have um, a society around you. Uh, Definitely. I think a community is so important. I think that artists have always needed communities because trying to make art is kind of hard. Like, just on an emotional level, um, the stuff that you're writing about might be heavy. And I think it's so good to have people to bounce ideas off and people who are there for you. And I mean, I have a writer's group of friends and only one of them is a person of color, but even so, you know, that community is so valuable and I think everyone needs one. Yeah. Hmm. Since we're talking about, you know, the things that you write about might be things that's um, heavy and um, there is that emotional burden that comes with it. Um, how do you take care of your well-being, uh, especially when you're busy and you're, you write about like really difficult things as well? Um, I think it's just about balance. Like I definitely make time to see my friends. I run. Um, exercise, I think, is super helpful to keep yourself grounded in your body and just to you know, have a bit of release from your mental, your mental and emotional life. Um, I'm a big advocate of therapy and counseling. I have a counselor that I see like every like three or four weeks. And I just find that really helpful. Just knowing that there's someone objective who I can talk to about things. So I think that's really good. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And I saw on social media that you received a NZAC essay mentorship. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, so the mentorship is a huge reason why I signed up for the NZSA, which is New Zealand Society of Authors, um, in the first place, because it just it's an awesome opportunity to have a published, established writer go over your work and give you feedback. So I'm a, I actually haven't properly started this because my mentor was expecting to be looking at my third, a third draft of a novel. And then at the last minute, I kind of said, actually, I'm scrapping the novel and starting a new project. So we're kind of going to focus mainly on the second half of the year when I've actually got something to, to work on. Mm. Like I'm currently just writing really fast right now, trying to get my essays to a point where they can be looked at by her. Mm. That's and I have actually, my mentor is in Dunedin, oh. Maxine Alterio. She's, yeah, she's an awesome writer. She's written this book called Ribbons of Grace, which is about um, the Chinese gold miners in Arrowtown. That's so cool. 
that's amazing that you have her as your mentor and you know just having being part of something that um structured it's good as well for your career super helpful yeah Mm. um lastly um thank you so much for your time but i'd really love for you to talk about like if you have any advice uh, for young people of color who are wanting to pursue the arts, maybe, you know, they're not sure if this is the um, pathway that they want to take. Maybe um, it's there are other pathways that's pushed towards them because I know there's a lot of, um, you know, um, a lot of dimensions <laughs> that come with yes. um, wanting to pursue arts. Yes, no, I, I understand. And there's also definitely an aspect of generally um, Asian parents probably won't be thrilled about about solo pursuit of the arts because it's very risky and not financially definite. I mean, I'm also working towards a law degree, so I'm probably, I do have a safe backup. Like I, I personally think it isn't a bad idea to also learn a skill that you can do in conjunction with writing or art because just because it is hard to it is really difficult nowadays to be able to support yourself as an artist so I'm lucky in the sense that I am interested in law I'm really interested in trying to help people in a social justice way and law is lends itself to that and I think that there's lots of jobs like that, which you might enjoy alongside writing or art. But I think, you know, if if you're out there and you want to make art and you're a person of color, I think go for it. Like the world needs your art. The world needs more art from people of color and needs more stories, authentic stories from your experiences and your cultures. And I just think art is such a valuable way to spend your time you will end up meeting lots of amazing people you will be very inspired you will will feel filled in your soul and in your heart and I think yeah I think art is just this wonderful way to express who you are so yeah I'd say that if you're a person of color and you want to make art then just start now, you know, just get out there and try it. And don't worry about how good you are because no one's good when they start. It's about working at it, you know, practicing and finding your niche. And that's, that will take time. But I think it's a, I think it's just super important to just give it a go and have fun with it. Yeah. Just try new things and yeah. Yeah. Just basically just do it. I I think, yes, that's right. That's probably not the best advice, but (laughs) I just think it's really cool to just throw yourself in there. That's really great. Um, And I like the part when you say, you know, the arts need more people like you, more people of color, um, because representation matters. It's um, because we've been so um, quiet and like every voice makes things louder. And it's very important for representation, especially in Aotearoa. Mm, Definitely. Mm. Representation really, really matters. I think people will treat people of color better if there's more art from people of color because they'll be able to see oh these are normal people these are real people with emotions and stories these aren't scary strange exotic people and I think that it's so important to have representation and who better to represent ourselves than us thank you so much Emma for your time um I really enjoyed talking to you today um you know the, the first time I saw you I saw you um perform your story and it was amazing so it's um so lovely to get to know you and hear your story from yourself 
So thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure talking to you.
Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. Annyeonghaseyo. Assalamualaikum. And kia ora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz.
Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. Annyeonghaseyo. Assalamualaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. ゆうの紙飛行機みたいにふらふらと飛び込んで空の色が変わるのを見ていた遠くに聞こえた遠ぼれと歴 一本の子らを挟んで座った好きなだけ喋って好きなだけ黙って曖昧なメロディ一緒に誘った気ありたいことがない訳じゃない初だったと思うけど思い出そうとしたらえ顔と亀息の言葉かり ねえきっと舞い子のまま手を大丈夫僕らはどこへでも行けると思う君は知ってた僕も気づいてた終わる魔法の中にいたこと少しずつこっそり時間削った瞬きの向こうに色々いくつも色とりみ落としたふりしたりあれほど近くてだけど触れなかった冗談口もくの枠の間にかポケットには鍵と丸め彼氏と面倒な本音を突っ込んで隠して
Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.